Hello and welcome to Touchline from Casper Els and Mark Cameron. Hello, Mark. Hi, Cas. Nice being back in studio. Lots to talk about tonight. Lots to talk yeah. about. And we're welcoming Mr. Vernon Shetty again in studio with us. Uh, Vernon, thank you very much for joining us again. Um, always a pleasure having you with us. Thank you, Casper. Thanks, Mark. Uh, it's awesome to be on the chat here with you two uh, awesome gentlemen. And to ch chat Sapphire and chat light, thank you for all what you're doing for growing the game of club rugby. You guys are amazing. You know, uh, streaming and stuff is the future of the game. Well done. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Vernon. Thank you, Vernon. Let's, um, let's start with the test being played or that was played this, um, this past weekend, the Springboks versus Wales, um, Scotland, uh, Australia, and then England, France. The first thing I want to ask you guys, something that, that I noticed and something that um, actually was almost emotional was the anthems and the crowd singing along. We haven't heard that for two years. And now suddenly to hear these guys, and especially those anthems that were played, it was absolutely amazing. Especially in Scotland, you're hearing to hear 67,000 people singing that anthem is absolutely amazing and then also even the south african anthem were sung out loud in the crowd and it was for me it was an emotional uh feeling of emotion to hear that crowd again in the stadium yeah. no 100 percent. you know if you doesn't matter where you are in the world if you now that rugby is back spectators are back i mean south africa is not used to that um, yes you know when the Rugby Championship starts now again. Um, then obviously we'll have 2,000 spectators per stadia. But nothing like the test matches in, in, in the Northern Hemisphere where it's sell-out crowds. Um, and, and let's be honest, I mean, you know, you get, you get some special, special anthems. But uh, Flower of Scotland at Flower Murrayfield, when those backpipes swap, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And... Weird to see so many South Africans in that same Scottish side yes. singing yes. Flower, of Flower of Scotland, you know. But Flower of Scotland is a is a special song. Um, you know, it obviously talks about the warrior and whatever. And I mean it's absolutely magic to to, to be back in, in this light. Yeah. Vern, your thoughts? No, definitely. I concur completely with Mark. Uh, a lot of the tours, a lot of the fine sessions, you'll always see the Flower of Scotland. And, yes. when, and whenever that's sung, you know, it puts goosebumps on, on, on you. And yes. uh, the last British and I, not the one, uh, the, the past one, because as you know, there were no spectators. Yes. But the previous one, I remember uh, after the spring mission, the Irish Lions played at uh, uh, Kings Park. We went out to Wilson's Wharf and they were there. And the guys with the pipes were playing. Yo, we party till six in the morning with them. Mm. It's, they, they, they're amazing. You know, the passion... That's uh, when they when they sing those songs, is awesome. But uh, you know we look we look forward to 2022 with hope, and uh, you know we can see the stadiums getting full. We can see the soccer in the UK, the crowds are back. Yes. We can see the rugby, the crowds are back. We'll be back. We'll be back. You know, along with uh, we 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 be responsible. We vaccinate. Yes. We take those boosters. We'll we'll be back. We'll. Uh, we 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 will control this COVID. We, uh, at the moment, COVID's controlled us, but now no. we will we will control COVID. 
Yeah, it's just if you you know if you look at rugby specifically, and I, we mustn't go rugby now. All sport is like that. But when it comes to the national anthems and to the sing-alongs and whatever, you know, if you look at European nations, I mean, look at soccer and now the rugby and that. I mean, the spectators there are boisterous. They sing and they sing alongs. And, yes. and Vernon, as you were alluding now at Wilson's Wharf, when the British and Irish lines were uh, the second last tour. Um, you know, with the backpipes going and that, uh, that is something, the singing in that, in the stadia, that's not something you find in South Africa. No. Um, you know, you hear about us, you get the vuvuzelas and, yeah. and whatever the case might be. But when you go overseas, even in the soccer, I mean, there's lots of singing throughout the game. Um, but it's all passion that, that talks at the mm. end of the day. You know, then, then you look at us traditionally, we love playing against New Zealand. Now, New Zealand... Their strong point or the intimidating side of that is is the haka, when they yeah. bring the haka. Now you play the northern hemisphere guys like the Wales and, and France, for argument's sake. The French themselves, they sing nonstop throughout the game. Um, you know, so for a touring side like South Africa to go there, that's a little bit intimidating. You know, you stand there. Yes, the boys are not at home, so there's many people in the, in the crowd that, that sings the, the, our national anthem. But, you know, when, when the Scottish start singing their anthem and, and when we go to Twickenham, when they sing their anthem, it's a special place and it takes a special team to face something other than the, than the haka now to produce the goods to try and fight these guys because that in itself, you know, fires them up and now they want to play rugby. So I think it's awesome. It's awesome for, for rugby. It's awesome for sport. And may yes. this continue for a long time. You know, uh, we don't know behind the scenes now, but there aren't... Well, there haven't been many confirmed cases of COVID in the last few months when it comes to the senior sides playing yes. international rugby, even in the United yeah. Championship, yeah. you know. So hopefully, hopefully, from from a sporting point of view and playing at that level, we've curbed it. Um, but, you know, there are the isolated ones like, like Owen Farrell was negatively tested positive last week. That's why he couldn't play against Tonga. But he's he's been given the green light now. But you know it's isolated things. So I think I think from a professional point of view, Vernon, you're 100 percent correct. I think we've we're there and there about, um, and may that continue. Definitely. Thank yeah. you. Then moving on to the box game against Wales, um, the box again showing what they made of coming back from behind to win that test. Um, Vern, your thoughts on that test? Okay, firstly, front stand. I mean. Um, I always had a tough spot with front stand in my heart because uh, I remember crying when we lost the uh, Super Rugby final when Brian Abana scored and Steve Walsh missed the knock-ons and uh, the ball being played on there. And uh, I could still picture uh, Derek Hoga jumping on those poles and stuff like that, which we were, the Sharks will never win a Super Rugby title. And... Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, uh, and front stand stepped up uh, two years later uh, and he won the Curry Cup for us playing at centre, smashing through, I think it was, the Bulls. Uh, and look at the man coming, stepping in on fullback on Saturday uh, where Damien Willemson went off. He showed his quality, you know, at 30, what, 35 there. He's still, he's still going to be there for the next World Cup. Uh, brilliant. Um, my only thoughts was, and, and I still will say it, I felt uh, when Spoon Kosi's visas wasn't uh, ready, we, should have, we, we tried Fassi out on the wings. It worked well there. He should be given. This week, 
it's, it's mind-boggling when the, you know first you still never get a crack against Scotland. So you took the man, you you took players like Fossey and Grant Williams. You take I know you need extended squad because of the COVID and all that, but you're taking him out of rugby now. You're taking him out of so you just got to carry bags and tackling and shadow running and they, it's you, you you we're taking the players backwards. And I think I, I, I honestly think Fossey should have been given a crack now. He's got he's got he's got the X factor. Dave, uh, I, I, I tend to agree with you, um, and I say tend to agree with you because I'm saying it with, with caution. Um, you know, we didn't take many new players with us, if it makes sense what I'm saying. Um, normally, traditionally, the, the November tests are to blood the youngsters and that. So, you know, Saru went with tried and tested players. Yes, we took Grant Williams with and we took uh, Fussy with. Now, Grant Williams is the only one that between the two now that hasn't played a test match. Um, but he's a good youngster. Um, somewhere along the line, we would have hoped that he would be on the bench somewhere um, to play. Fussy, Fussy speaks for himself. I mean, you know, he has now already played two tests. So, so Jacques Dinamba in the week explained between Fussy, um, Willemse, and LaRue, if I'm not mistaken, I can't remember, but they, they, they spoke about equal game time, more or less. You know, but going on tour, like with Grant Williams, um, if you go in the northern, northern hemisphere now, you can say he's, he, he's picking up some experience going with and knowing how it works with a box and that. No, but but I, other than that, I agree. There's no better time to learn than to be on the park. Um, so that, that, that portion obviously makes it, makes it difficult. And... You know, if we if we if we had lost against Wales, maybe I can understand to say right, tried and tested. But who wants to be a coach? So I, as a coach, uh, you want to win all the games and the pressure is on. So now you win the first one, now you have to win the second one. And I can tell you now, if we beat the Scots on Saturday, it's going to be even more difficult to play him against the English the week thereafter because now you want to come home undefeated. So it makes it very difficult for the coach, and obviously they've got their directives as well. Um, but you know, if we if we steer away from that a little bit, and you were alluding to to Francis Stein, not often in the history of rugby does a player that comes on off the bench get made man of the match, and that is the influence that he's had. You know, so uh, I think he's like an old wine; he just keeps maturing and maturing. What is what is good about yeah. him? And I and I read a little bit uh, of of Jacques Ninaba, what he said. You know, Franz Stein has his place. And he knows what his place is. Obviously, reading between the lines, his place isn't to start. His place is there to, to teach the youngsters and yeah. to step in and to do whatever. And he's comfortable with that. You know, on Saturday, yeah. on Saturday, when 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 Franz Stein, and I'm saying when because I'm assuming he would take the field, but when he takes the field, he would become the first player in the history of South Africa to play international rugby for 15 years. He will surpass Victor Matfield on Saturday when he takes the field as the longest-serving Springbok in the history. Um, yep. And the sad part is we missed him for five years. You can imagine this youngster, well, the youngster is not a youngster anymore, but he would have played well over 100 test matches. He's on 75, I for think sure. it is, or whatever, and they, they're punting him to be in the next World yep. Cup. So well done on him and well done for, for the coaching staff to stick with him. And, uh, you know, he's there to win matches. Other than his presence, I mean, his boot that he kicked that penalty 54 
meters. I nearly said kilometers because that's how far it is. <laughs> but how far uh, no, it, it is. And, and may, I, may it, you know, hopefully we'll, yeah. we'll keep him fit enough for the World Cup. Just to answer your yeah. question, Mark, you know, yeah. you, asked, you, you, you asked the question, um, who wants to be a coach? I just want to answer that question, and that's you. You want to be a coach. I don't know why. Though. Yeah, I don't know why, but you want to be the coach. Now, just, just two questions quickly. Um, uh, first of all, the, the try that was disallowed um, due to the uh, referee saying that our players didn't fall back and um, all kinds of issues around it, which, which was actually proven once again that it's not quite true, um, depending on how far you feel they should have fallen back and how far not and were they within the 10 metres, and, and there's a whole host of stories. Um, with the tribe being disallowed, um, with all the, the hype around it, and then the box coming back um, from behind, I mean, they were 9-12 down at um, halftime, and then to, to beat Wales 23-18. How big a win is this, Vern? I think it's massive. Uh, you know, it's it, we we talk about Fossey and stuff again, not making the team, but which is brilliant. We you know with this depth here. But if you look at that Springbok team, there's continuity. There's players there that are already we're already talking about the World Cup. Uh, South Africa rugby, the Springboks, is in a awesome. You know, it's an awesome state. Uh, Rossi at the helm, Jagni number. They talk on the same language, the same voice. We can see this team. Saturday was a massive. You know. The next World Cup is going to be in the UK, and that's why he's, he, the, these players will be playing in that World Cup. If, uh, I think we, we, we're giving it horns. We're giving great guns. We can't fault them in terms of that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we, uh, as spectators and uh, the guys sitting on the sideline, it's, it's good that we, you know, we, we, we're so passionate we can argue for players like Fossies and stuff like that to be given, be given a crack. But you know what? We win the World Cup. Boom. Yeah, unfortunately, it's going to be amazing again. You know, if if a team does well, then it's the players. If they don't do well, it's the coaching staff. That's how it is. People won't remember in five years' time fussies that didn't play. They'll just remember we beat we beat Wales. Um, you know what was remarkable about this game is that only Franz Stein, out of that old squad, has never has never lost to Wales. Um, and yes, maybe fortunate that he wasn't part of that five-year stint where we did lose the odd game. I mean, we haven't lost. I mean, we haven't won a game there. I think in the last four or five years. Um, so only Francis Stein has, has has beaten the Welsh every single Welsh. time that he's yeah. taken the field. But I think you're asking how massive it was. I think from a, from where South African rugby has come to where they are now, where the self-belief is there, they know they can grind it out. And, and you know, sometimes a, a, a ugly grind-out win is more, does more for your team than an out-and-out 20-point margin win or something yes. like that because you know you need to go into the darkest of darkest places to stick together and to know you can make it happen. Um, you know, it's easy to criticise the box to say we've only we only won by three points and look at what New Zealand did to them the week before. But you need to realise that the week before the international window was closed, yeah. um, I think there's five or six players that the Welsh side that came into that test match um, that didn't play against New Zealand. I'm not I'm not for one second saying New Zealand didn't deserve to win or the margins or whatever. I'm just saying one needs to put it into perspective. Um, 
you know, the box have been in positions like this before where they've had to dig deep and, and, and win a game. Um, if you look at a quality side like New Zealand, they don't often find themselves in that specific position. Yes. You know, they normally comfortable okay. winners, and we know New Zealand, the last 15, 20 minutes, they crowd killers because they will silence you, doesn't matter where they are. So I think from that perspective, um, and from a fact that the, the box hadn't beaten the Welsh in, in five years or six years, whatever it was. I think that in itself meant more for the team than the margin in the win, if it yes. makes sense what I'm saying. So, um, But having said that, I think the Scots are going to offer something different and we'll have to pull our socks up. Let's let's talk about the Scottish game coming up. Um, Scotland beating Australia, um, also quite convincingly, not a big margin, but convincingly. Um, and then we've got a couple of um, milestones. Um, Franco Mostert and Jesse Krill playing in their 50th tests. And then, as you mentioned, Mark Franstein becoming the longest-serving Springbok. Um, a couple of milestones coming up. Do you think um, this will, will boost our side? Um, or do you think that the... Scottish beating Australia will have their tails up and, and would believe that they can beat the box? Well, I I don't think the, the Franco Mostert and the Jesse Creel and the Franz Stein milestones have an impact on the team. I think we're more professional than that. I think the team will celebrate that and wish them well and whatever. I think um, there are specifics that, that the box focus on, and one thing for sure will be the scrums because we pride ourselves in the set pieces and all of that, and Scotland put uh, Australia to the, to the test on Saturday. The, you know, the, the Scottish pushed them back, the scrums, they won how many penalty scrums? So that is an area where we pride ourselves on, so we will, we will focus on that. And then the SA factor in the Scottish side is, yes. is what's going to be the knife edge, I think, in this specific test match, because, you know, you've got Duan... Panamerva, you got um, Skuman, you've got, there's a few um, South Africans playing in the Scottish side, and I mean, the Skuman's played for the Bulls not so long ago. So I think those are the, those are the nitty-gritties. But I think South Africa have come a long way. I don't think we, we will focus too much on the side, on the side things. We know we're there um, to do a specific job. We know Scotland, I mean, Scotland have improved under Greg Townsend so much, even since the World Cup. I mean, one or two games in the in the Six Nations where they narrowly lost. I mean, they could have won the Six Nations. So um, I think we we are up for the for the test on Saturday. But I don't think the milestones will actually mean much to a group in general, if it makes sense. Vernon, your thoughts? Yeah, I think the milestones are good. It's uh, it's it's brilliant to celebrate the the event and stuff. But it make no difference when you put that no. Springbok jersey. No matter who you're playing. You, you, you're going to give it all. You're going to give it all you got. It's it's a, it's a blessing. It's something that you use with pride, that you you strive for. Not 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 everyone is uh, is born and lucky enough to wear that Springbok jersey. So when you put that jersey and run on there for the Springboks, you're going to give it all. Um, Scotland, South Africa. I mean, uh, the Springbok with our forward game, the way we play. Yeah, we can't we can't fear them. You know, we as long as we go there. And we implement and we play our game plan. I'm no doubt we'll 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 we'll, we'll down the Scottish. Just on we'll that, the Scottish. I mean, 
Wales, Scotland and, and Ireland, obviously, we're not playing. They're playing New Zealand and then the English. <coughs> I mean, those guys all lost to South Africa when I say mm. them. Some of their players, when they were in the British and Irish line setup, And, I mean, I've, I've watched social media a little bit where some of these players are talking how personal it is getting now because they believed they played the wrong game playing against us. They believed they were better than us. Um, they believe that Scotland now, for argument's sake, if you look at how they've come on in leaps and bounds, they believe they can beat the Springboks. Mm. So the team of two years ago, would we have played, um, wouldn't have been in that space. So I think it's a different mindset game for, for, the, for the Scots. I think the South African factor in that also plays a big part. Like Skuma now, I mean, he Definitely. knows everyone. So he's played against every single one of those. So he knows. They, and then, don't forget, we have Peter de Villiers, that's a scrum coach. That is, that's an ex-Springbok scrum coach. So the scrums will be up to scratch. He will talk a lot about South African rugby. And because, a European international. Yep, because the Scots, I mean, they're his employer. So um, he's gonna, it's going to be a different ball game, I can guarantee you. Um, looking at the side that was picked for, for Saturday, Vili Leroux, Jesse Krill, Lucanio Am, Damien De Lende, Makazola and Pimpi, Elton Yankees, Herschel Yankees, Dwayne Vermeulen, Kwaga Smit, Sia Kulisi, Franco Mostert, Eben Etzebet, Trevin Yakane, uh, Bongium Benambi, and Oxen Che. And then on the bench, uh, Malcolm Marks, Stephen Kitzhoff, Frank, uh, Vincent Koch, Luit de Jager, Jasper Wiese, Kobus Reinach, uh, Andre Pollard, and Franz Stein. Um, Bernard, you you alluded to to maybe a, a different selection in in certain positions, but what do you think of this side as it's been selected here? You know, in the World Cup, we spoke about the bomb squad. Yeah. If you look at that bench that South Africa got on Saturday, yes. yo, I don't know what we're going to call that a massive squad, massacre <laughs> squad, because those are massive players. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so, so those are massive players that's uh, that's going to come on, and you know. Rugby is a twenty-three man game now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm a bit uh, as a as a fussy fan and as a uh, and probably a a little bit of bias towards the Sharks. I wanted fussy to have a crack, but I'm happy with the Springbok team. They're going to give it horns. They're going to do us proud on Saturday, and we're we're going to watch a great game. Yeah, look, I think we there's a few positions here that that is that is up for grabs if you want to call it like that. You know, Andre Pollard himself, he hasn't had the best of time of late. Um, maybe starting before the British and Irish lines set up. Everyone is talking Elton Yankees, Elton Yankees. We know that traditionally um, Elton hasn't always fired on all cylinders when he yes. when he dons the green and gold, although he's had some awesome games. I mean, the last one against New Zealand, he was phenomenal when he came on. But I, and and then, as I said, and then there's, there, there's Yankees at, at nine. Um, everyone is saying uh, maybe he should have been on the bench. Be it as it may, and, and you're 100% correct, Vernon, um, if it's a close game, our bench should finish it. Yes. Um, you know, we, we always we always talk about the All Blacks and, and how strong they are on their bench and whatever. You know, man for man, you won't find a better bench easily than what we have on Saturday. Um, there's experience. Yes. There's passion. 
there's, you name it, um, that bench probably could start at any time for the box. That's how strong they are. There's not really, sure. I mean, there's an old, uh, old, older guy like Franz Stein on the bench. Um, to be honest, he actually deserved to start this Saturday. If you look at our, his man of the match performance, yet he's on the bench. Um, but I just think our bench is probably the strongest that it's been in, in many a year. And, uh, you know, as I said, if it's a close game and we don't win because the bench come on, then there's a massive problem. You know, just looking at the bench now, yeah. and, and, and the guy that stands out now is our own Kubas uh, Reinach. Um, just looking at um, his stats, he played 19 Springbok games already, 19 tests. Um, if you now sit and think about it, I, I would have never said that he played 19 tests already, and he scored 40 points, um, eight tries. Just, just looking at his stats, I mean, the amount of games he played in the last couple of years um, and you look at the stats, he's a phenomenal player. Talking about the bomb squad, that's one of the guys that you can put on there that will make a difference. Yeah, you know, Cobbs Reinhardt, it's unfortunate in the scrum ups that this country's been blessed with yeah. phenomenal scrum ups over the years. And Reinhardt's been playing for many years, and those, uh, you know, that spans a long time. And he's been unlucky, you know, to be left out on numerous occasions. Mm -hmm. Uh, when Kovus Reinhardt will not let them down. You know, uh, uh, earlier, on, earlier on, Mark said, you know, uh, Jacques Minamba was talking about playing, you know, uh, that he, they, they've communicated with the team during the weeks and stuff like that, that certain players are going to get certain amount of game time and stuff, which uh, I, I, I believe Rossi and the team, that's what they've done. I believe they've they've spoken to Elton, they've spoken to Harry Pollard. They told him, guys, you are the two flyers for us. You know, they're going to share the workload. They're looking. They, 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 the plans are already in place for the next World Cup, oh, yeah. yes. which it's it's exciting. It's exciting yeah. times. Um, just a couple of stats: um, South Africa, Scotland, head to head, um, played twenty-seven games. Springboks won twenty-two, lost five, drew no nothing, no none, none of them drawn. Uh, points for us, 712. Points against us, 306. Uh, tries scored, 88. Tries conceded, 30. Um, highest score, 68. Biggest win margin, 58. Win percentage, 81.4%. Now, I know Mark says your stats means nothing, and we've just um, spoke about uh, the, the Scots coming out there to, to win this game. Um, Vernon, your thoughts on, on these stats? Um, does it prove that we, we're the better side? As I said, we're playing Scotland. Uh, as, a, as a Springbok supporter, as a guy on the street, yeah, we, we, we have to back the box to beat the Scottish. There's no two-way in that. You know, we, we have to believe in our team. We have to believe in the structures. We have to believe that we're going to do the job on Saturday. Mark? I agree. I, look, I, it's going to be a tough battle. Um, you know, I think it's a, firstly, it's a psychological thing that comes through when they play that anthem. Many of our players would now go to Murrayfield's first time they would have played there. Yes. First time that they would have listened to that partisan crowd singing 67, from the Scotsman. bottom of their ankles, 
shouting and screaming Flower of Scotland and whatever. I can tell you now, I think some of our players will sing the same song because <laughs> that's how it is. It's just it's just like that. Um, look, it's going to be difficult, but but you know if you if you and and, and give credit to the Scots, um, you know they've they've come a come a long way. I give credit to them for for looking at the South Africans, yes. and I think those I mean the Duan van der Mervis and you can call them Skumans and don't forget our very own Shark is also there. Um, he's, not, he's not hopefully not in the mix. I haven't seen the team announcement yet. Um, but Dylan Richardson is there, yeah. so uh, we, uh, you know, we've got we as South Africans have got have got phenomenal players in the Scottish setup. Um, and you know, I love Dylan. Uh, I was fortunate enough to coach him when he when he was still here in club level. Um, but that's his that's his adoptive country now. So he will give everything to them and give them credit. You know, they'll say what the South Africans do, and I've played against this one. We'll look for that because that's just the right well, way to go about it. And it should less be like from that. Them. Um, yeah. So, so I think the South African contingent will bring, will bring a different element to the Scottish side. Um, but you know, as world champions, the pressure is there. We've played 10, 11 games now already. We've we've gone through that pressure. We now know, or starting to know, what it feels like to be a champion side. Unlike the first and the second time when we were world world champions, um, I think mindsets have been changed. The Russian and, and Jacques Ninaber. <laughs> Focus areas have been different. Um, their focus has been different to to the rest of the coaches. I'm not saying whichever is right or wrong, but this specific squad that we have, um, I think they are true true professionals. They know what to expect. Um, I'm not saying we'll win by a big margin, and hopefully we do. Um, but I can't see us losing this game. Vernon, if I can put you on the spot, prediction for Saturday. Box by 15 points. Box by 15? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're a brave man. <laughs> You're a very brave man. <laughs> and that's without Fussy. <laughs> <laughs> so with Fussy, you would have said 25 points. <laughs> no, definitely. Also, 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 also on, a, on a point that you said, like if you look at the Springbok, the South African players playing here. You know, in this country here, we... And I, I'm a club man, right? And I love, and I'm passionate, and I love club rugby. But our school system and our uh, the amount of players on our convincing belt that we're turning around in cricket. I mean, Devon Conway playing for New Zealand there has been a star there. You know, they 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 in the T20 World Cup final. Um, the Dwayne from uh, uh Dwayne from Namara, brilliant. Would he have got a chance here with the wings that we got here? You know. His opportunities wouldn't be limited. With the new, uh, with the new um, uh, World Rugby uh, the law that's going to come now, where to get to get citizen, you know, to get citizenship and to play for a country, there, we're probably going to lose a lot more schoolboy players going overseas and a lot more of our South Africans playing all around uh, around the world. Which I believe the powers up there at Saru needs to look at that. Um, but on the same hand, as much as our school boys rugby uh, is brilliant in this country and, you know, we can't change that and, uh, you know, I, I don't think we should. Club rugby is going to be given a new lease now. Uh, I know we had the first trial at uh, at um, at Boston College with the SABC, which went pear-shaped. But if you look at the, uh, if you've seen SABC 3, 
showing the Bulls all the the last four rounds of the Bulls championships and uh, at Northern Transvaal with the SEI. It, it was brilliant. And uh, yeah, we've the deal is there next year. Well, we're going to have legal documents and I think Club Rugby is, will be competing with Varsity Cup and Varsity Shield and Club Rugby is going to be you know, the heartbeat of the game, which, you know, we, we, we all know and we love. And uh, hopefully we're going to see that uh, our conveyancing bar from school rugby to club rugby, more of them staying in, this, in, in our country and more of them going out and play for the Springboks than us losing them to other, other countries. Ben, thank you. Um, talking about, about club rugby now, let's move on to the, the tens tournament that's been been going on for the last couple of weeks. Um, Toti hosted the last one last weekend here in Inamams and Toti. Um, unfortunately, our team didn't do too well, but um, I think the tournament in itself um, was well supported, uh, well received, and a good day of rugby. Vernon? Yeah. Firstly, Kasper, to you and Mark, and to your committee, and to Men's of Georgia Rugby Club. Guys, Phenomenal will not do justice to the show that you guys put up there on Saturday. Uh, you know, uh, sitting you. on you, uh, sitting after the game out there and watching you guys taking off the pole protectors, putting the things together, is brilliant, guys. You, you guys, you guys, it's guys like you that keep this beautiful game alive. You guys are the legends of the game, and you know, uh, from the Presidential Rugby Union, from the Sharks, we thank you, we salute you guys. Saturday, uh, you guys created opportunities. You're creating memories at Toti on Saturday uh, for the youngsters that's going to live long, long time in their in, in their memory banks. And um, thank you. With me, what struck out at Toti especially, uh, it was good to see guys uh, uh, coming to watch uh, their guys uh, ex Toti stars. Guys like uh, I saw Reno Els, I saw Sheldon Eagle, I saw Michael Upping playing. We need those, you, you guys need those old boys back in the club now, uh, in some structures, in some system, being part of it and backing it. Uh, when they played there, you know, hey, Massive Chelsea was was the team, you know. Um, the whole, uh, on this week, Saturday, at our 10s at Westville, we got uh, the juniors playing. Uh, and I think Toti's uh, under 8s yeah. and under 11s Correct. are also yeah. bringing their kids. Yeah. You guys got fly and you're, you're going to, Brilliant junior system. That synergy from that junior system and seniors has to be happening. We can't be losing the teams, you know, your your top under twenty players to the to the other teams. We we have to be keep we have to keep them in our community, and then we're gonna then we're gonna thrive. But uh, in terms of the way you guys hosted and stuff like that, you guys were a a a plus a plus. Thank you. So thanks for that, Vernon. Um... And, and appreciate it, and, and thanks to the union for, for obviously supporting Toti and, and obviously allowing us or awarding yes. two, two tennis tournaments to be, to be hosted. You know, and, and, and you know, from a Toti perspective, um, it just shows that Toti can host properly. we got the community that back us, we got sponsors that back us, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, and, and hopefully the, the, the southern sections of rugby, i.e. Toti area, would be privy going forward to possibly host the Murray Cup and, and things like that as well, you know, where it, we can showcase quality rugby 
to other communities. So, so we, we, we're obviously batting for that. But what I wanted to ask you, actually, and then I started running away with something, I just want to ask you that uh, it sounds like you're a toti boy now because you're talking about <laughs> us and our community and toti. So um, I know you enjoyed the after party, but obviously something sunk in, and it's welcome. Welcome to Mems and Toti, Vernon. <laughs> Mark has already spoken to a real estate agent to get you a house. A mental choice has always had a very, very close place in my heart. I've played there. We've had our Wilderbeers, we've had our Sharks Club team trainings there. I was there when Tosi won the promotion relegation to get to the Premier League at Harlequins. I was there. A lot of those players at that time was playing in my in the Wilderbeers team, which was there. And I've you know, uh, we've grown special relationships, which will beyond beyond friendship, more like brotherhood. So, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, the Toti community and and you know, guys like you, uh, that things are tough, guys. So, you know, uh, I, I, I have no doubt that you know, you guys uh, at times it's it's hurting, but hang in there, hang in there. They'll uh, with you guys' passion. And the community and the future, it, it will it will subside. You'll 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 rise, you'll rise it. Thank you very much, Vernon. Then moving on to the upcoming hosting at uh, Westville Old Boys this Saturday, um, Vernon, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, Westville on Saturday is going to be uh, going to be colossal. Uh, we've we've had a good few meetings up there. Uh, it's all systems go. It's going to be a carnival atmosphere from 10 o'clock till 7 o'clock with Dave McLeod, music pumping, uh, gazebos around, spur, rocker mamas, beer gardens, uh, big screen to watch the Springbok Scotland with no uh, with no sound, uh, and then a proper tribute with uh, Kawunda with some snippets of him commentating. Hollywood bets, dignities are going to be there. The who's who. Shucks, head coach is going to be there. It's going to be uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be one. It's going to be one massive day, and we're expecting a bumper crowd. Um, with Westville, if if you guys know that they've only got one field, and uh, and that was the whole thing. Now we've allowed two thousand spectators. I'm positive we would probably have that two thousand all around, all of us together. That that uh, that uh, uh, amazing atmosphere that's Mark talking of the Scotland and stuff that we see on TV in the UK. Let's hope we're going to see that and enjoy that on Saturday at Westwall. It's uh, it's going to be one memorable memorable day, and uh, that's the way that we're going to end 2022 when the curtains come down on that positive note. That when we look at uh, on 2021, so 2022 we're looking we're looking for great things next year. There's uh yeah there's uh there's massive talks of the Heritage Cup, which is basically the Gold Cup. Uh, I don't want to give too much over there because nothing's confirmed. Uh, I told you SABC is on board. So there's 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 club rugby there's club rugby uh, there's big plans for club rugby, and I think with uh, with television and uh, on SABC the, the club game is going to get that boost that we needed. Mark. Yeah, Cus, I think, uh, you know, if you have a look at the first two rounds, um, we've seen some quality rugby. Um, obviously, some teams are superior to others. Individually, we've seen some good players putting their hands up, 
regardless of how good or bad the teams have been doing, um, each team did have someone in that side that, that was quite good. But I think the finals is they're going to say, I think there's quarterfinals and semifinals, Vernon, or only semifinals. Semis and finals. Right. So if you if you look at those, now I look at the, the A sides, you've got College Rovers, you've got Crusaders, Westville Old Boys themselves. Um, they're all having a crack at playing in the finals. Um, so if you look at over the last two weeks, you've, we've seen some quality rugby. But finals time is finals time. You know, the, the Rovers, for argument's sake, they're unbeaten. They want to go unbeaten into the knockout stages. That's the first time these, this tournament is, is taking place. So it's the first time that that trophy is up for grab. Rovers haven't won this thing before. They want the bragging rights. So, you know, the, the last round to ensure that you go into the knockouts is going to be it's going to be absolutely fantastic, as, as Vernon said, and that the, really the teams are going to give it all. Um, as I said, Rovers would want to put their hands up. Westville are going to play Premier Division next year. They are hosting the finals. They have a crack at playing in the finals. They will put their hands up. And I, I mean, imagine how magic that would be if Westville had to win this thing. Um, so it's all to play for on, on Saturday. And yeah, may the best team win. And I can tell you now, the last, the, the, the semis and the finals. And then you got the Hollywood bets, uh, one happening prior to that. I mean, there's, there's, there's lots of rugby. And I think, the, as I said, the finals and the semis are going to be massive games. Definitely going to be. Vern? Massive, but that, yeah, yes. Yeah. Massive, massive, massive games. Uh, yeah, what we crusaders last week. Correct. So at the moment, you're looking at, uh, uh, at the moment, if, you, if, if I look at the A section, you're looking at Rovers number one, Wob two, um, Crusaders three, and BC four. Yeah. BC plays UKZ and PNB. You, uh, 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 you know, in the second pronouncement round. UK's and PMB can sneak in, you know, so, so the last round's games are, are going to be dicey as well, which is exciting, you know. Uh, UK's and PMB are looking, they're up for that game. Definitely. So it's uh, exciting for the day. But, uh, yeah, the, the semis and the finals are going to be massive. And um, it's all about getting into the playoffs and uh, getting into the semis. There's no home ground. We're going one first four and two versus three. But there's no home ground, so that takes, except for Westville, there's no, the other teams are all playing at the one venue. So Saturdays, that's going to be smashing. You know, we, whoever's listening here, don't, don't miss out. It's going to be, it's going to be one, and, and, and this tournament's just growing from strength to strength. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a future. No, definitely. If you, if you look at Saturday's games that, that passed, I mean, you're talking about Maritzburg Varsity, I think they were undefeated on the, yes. on the second leg. They won all their games. Um, you know, so you look at Rovers that traditionally are strong. There's no collegians part of the tens. Yes. Um, Crusaders, as you alluded to now, lost their first game, but they're still in the mix. Westville Old Boys are there and thereabout. And as I said, Westville would want to be in the final. They're hosting it. But Rovers will fight hard, both their sides, both uh, a and B, obviously, Rovers are, are in the mix, and they want to add that trophy to their cabinet, you know. So I think the last round is going to be massive. So if uh, Westville Old Boys are in the final against Rovers, it's going to be an all-Rovers affair. <laughs> Technically, yes, because <laughs> many of them have gone to Westville. 
technically. <laughs> so you'll actually have to organize a, a shirt that's got blue on the one side and red and blue on the other side of it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Gentlemen, thank you for that. Um, then this is the time of year for all the AGMs and, and all the elections to come come through and not not any surprises, um, not really any surprises anywhere. I think most of the committees stayed pretty much the same. Um, everybody adopted the same kind of attitude to, to give the, the 2021 committees a chance in 2022 to redeem whatever ever they lost in, in 2020 and 2021. Um, I just want to congratulate our club president, Mr. Dwayne Fulhoun, for his election second term as the DRSU vice president. Um, well done, Dwayne, and congratulations, and please do us proud. Vin, any comments on that? No, definitely. Firstly, also, to you and uh, Mark, congratulations. <laughs> Thank uh, you. To you as uh, staying on as chairperson, Mark, director of rugby, brilliant guys. Two, two, two brilliant men, two passionate men. Thank uh, you. To Dwayne, to Dwayne and Sam's, they, they are awesome combination together. Yes. Uh, Sam's the president. Uh, yeah, their issues in good hands. Well done to Dwayne here yesterday, getting re-elected. And um, the committees, you know, uh, this COVID uh, pandemic took away a lot of the things that they set out and the stuff that they wanted to do. So they've been given a chance now to go out there and do it. And, and I'm sure listening to some of their ideas and stuff like that, you know, we're blessed to have passionate people in rugby. So, yes. and, and, this, and this is why this country has, uh, uh, this is why rugby is so strong. This is why, uh, we, we've seen 95, we've seen uh, 2019, uh, 2019, how this country has come together when the Springboks play and when the Springboks win. You, you, if if you're going to see, you saw the Quinton Reynolds Trophy in the pouring rain at Jaguars, the passion that was played amongst those grassroots teams and there. Rugby is alive in this country. It's uh, it's 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 growing at a at a rapid pace, and we're just going to grow from strength to strength. Thank you very much, Vernon. Yeah, Vernon, thanks uh, for your input um, in the show. Second time you've been. You've been a guest on our show, and as usual, lots of passion coming from your side as well. Um, oh. I've known you for a couple of years now already. We've been fortunate to have you as my manager. Um, I think the older you get, the more passionate you get, which is nothing wrong <laughs> with that. <laughs> so thanks to you and, and the Sharks for, for everything you guys do for rugby and KZN as well. Um, and you guys always being willing to, to come on board and talk to us. Yes, Vernon, uh, thank you very much thanks. from my side as well. And, and thank you for all your hard work and, and your input into this tense tournament. As um, um, Juno said, that if it wasn't for you and your idea, this tense tournament would never have happened. Thank you. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you to, to you guys. Uh, thanks to Chat Safe uh, for having me on board. It's been brilliant. And uh, yeah, always lovely to chat to you guys. Always lovely to reminisce and you know to keep it uh, keep it going. Thank you guys. Now, Vern, you, you can just ask your neighbours for your dog back tonight. So um, <laughs> it was quiet there in the background. So thanks for that. <laughs> and there you under the bus. Vernon, <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Thank you, gentlemen. Appreciate your time once again and your input and your thoughts and your knowledge of the game. Um, always. 
brilliant talking to you guys. Yeah, thanks, Gus. And, Thank and if we can just ask uh, all the supporters to come out in their yes, numbers on, on Saturday at Westville Old Boys, that if they don't know where it is, it's close to the Pavilion Shopping Centre. Um, it would be nice to, to see them there. And who knows, they might bump into Vernon. <laughs> Yeah. It's going to be an epic, guys. <laughs> going to be epic. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in once again. Um, from myself and Mark Cameron, have a great rugby week.